Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. And we're live. Hello, everybody. Uh, it is Monday, and we are here for the fifth day in a row, which means the fifth day after show in the row. Uh, and we're here to talk about last night in Milwaukee. Uh, I'm Ryan here today uh, with very special guest Todd. Hi, Todd. Hi. How's it going? How are, how are you? Thank you for, uh, for being on today. Really excited to dive into last night's show. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was a great show. Mm-hmm. Sadly, uh, you know, uh, our good friend D, uh, co-host of this podcast, uh, could not make it for the pod this afternoon, uh, but he he wanted to say that, you know, he had a great time at the show last night. Uh, nice, nice hometown affair for him, uh, which was exciting. Lots of friends uh, in the audience. Uh, solid couch tour experience, too. Um, you know, I appreciated that it was it, the show didn't start until after the end of uh, the show at Borderland last night. So, you know. I didn't miss any of the couch tour. I got the best of both worlds, uh, if you will. But Todd, you know, you you didn't have that much travel to get there. So pretty pretty close to hometown for you. But how are you feeling uh, getting to Milwaukee, getting to the show and, you know, kind of the pre-show vibe? Uh, you know, it was great. Uh, yeah, for me, it's only an hour. I'm in the north suburbs of Chicago. Um, so I like to zip up to Milwaukee or, or Madison whenever I can for a show. Um so easy, easy trip up there. Uh, I was with a group, uh, my goose group. We uh, had some traditional German fare in, in Milwaukee, you know, one in Rome. So we uh, did that and then um, made it over to the venue and it was a great vibe. Um, great weather. Everyone was excited to be there. Uh, I, I have to say this is my first time at the Miller High Life Theater, um, but it was a great venue. It was just super mm-hmm. chill, very comfortable, tons of like hang space, you know, half the Half of the venue, it's kind of split, it's like a big dome and it's split in half and half of it's the venue and the other half's like this big open atrium lobby and they had like lights and lasers and they, I don't know if they always do that or they're just playing to the audience, but uh, it was really chill um, and just very mm-hmm. comfortable um, compared to some of the venues I'm used to in Chicago. So uh, big yeah. to my friends to the north and uh, I hope to make it back there. 
Awesome. Yeah, we were hearing uh, great things rolling in from people uh, about the venue. That seemed to be the consensus. Uh, and it looked really cool on the webcast, too. You know, also love like high ceilings uh, and like a big, you know, kind of like blank canvas basically behind the band. Uh, you know, Getty, Getty seemed to be on fire uh, just from the couch last night. And I'm, I'm sure it was even better in the room. Yeah. Um, you know, big, big sprawling ceiling, like you said, it's um, I was uh, in kind of the equivalent of their op an opera box. So like right over the stage um, on the Trevor side. And it was just nice to the last show I was at in Chicago. I was like second row right in front of Peter. So instead of hearing everything, um, you know, directly from their, um, you know, their, their cabs the on stage gear. Yeah. yeah. The onstage gear. I was hearing it, you know, from the PA and, was, and sometimes that's like really nice. And some, and I'll mention that in, about some of the jams, like just hear some of those sprawling big um, jams. It's really nice to hear some of those notes just really sore in a room that can really breathe and, um, yeah, it sounded great. Overall, acoustics, um, re really cool. Awesome. Uh, well, let, let's dive into the show a little bit. Uh, we'll start off with the first uh, the first three songs here. We'll do Jive One, uh, Elizabeth, Not Alone. Take me through how you were feeling through these first three. Uh, Jive One, it was great. Actually, I had a, I, you know, I, hopefully, I, first time on the show, I don't know if I can ask some questions here, but I guess I had a question just in general. Always. Does Jive One, does this, does that first jam ever get extended or is that typically kind of, you know, um, similar length um, every time it gets played? Uh, it's generally similar length every time. I believe, I know there's one from 2019, I think, uh, that is like 17 minutes long and is, is the longest version they've played. Uh, Jive Goose would know better than me the ex exact date. He's the 2019 expert. Um, but that, and then there's like something like 3-2-22 where they just kind of, before singing any verse, they just kind of hang out on the intro jam for like four minutes, um, yeah. which is one of the other longest versions. But it's pretty pretty standard uh, type one, you know, first set yeah. song, which I mean, it was great in this slot last night. Yeah, it got the crowd going, like you said, uh, standard type one, but got people excited. Um, you know, Elizabeth uh, was great. Um, it kind of went into this really kind of space jam um, that kind of evolved um, into more kind of like this, my note, you know, I, I wrote, uh, you know, movie hero riff <laughs> from nice. this. And it kind of like evolved from this like really spacey thing into this kind of bliss jam. This is one of those examples where it just, I was kind of glad I was in a high seat because it just sounded amazing in this big room um, just to kind of hear some of those soaring riffs. Um, and uh, yeah, that was, it was great. Elizabeth's one of those songs for whatever reason um, I get a lot um, and I love it. It was kind of, uh, it's a great summer song. You know, we're still kind of technically, uh, at the end of summer here so technically it's got it's got those uh you know kind of back on the train vibes and i just like really love this song it's a great outdoor kind of summer song so um yeah i'm really happy with that mm -hmm. um and then not alone you know i was talking to ryan before the show um you know this was only the uh fourth time played um i've only been to seven this is only my seventh goose show but i you know I, this is the second time i saw it i was at the ryman earlier this year so um, but just a, a great song, nice change of pace um, from the Jive One and Elizabeth um, and um, beautiful harmonies uh, on the chorus. I really love the chorus, the um, the Peter and Rick harmonies there. So. Oh, man. so good. Yeah. Um, you know, we're big. We're big. Not alone guys on this pod. You know, I, I think a lot, a lot of people know that uh, one of us, uh, uh, one of one of the older members of this pod uh, may have been uh, yelling it very loudly at a Raybolo in Boulder. Um, <laughs> earlier this year, um, but yeah, we we've been we've been big proponents of this song, and so you know, all summer it was like 
where's not alone. You know, they yeah. haven't played it since the Warfield. Uh, so really, really excited to see it pop up again last night. Uh, and that's now every version except for the debut has come in the middle of the first set after an Elizabeth. Uh, and what an Elizabeth last night's was, um, you know, getting like, you know, you said like the movie hero riff. I, I love that kind of analogy for it. It's just, it got so much done in like 12, 13 minutes. Like what a bliss jam. Uh, you know, that, that was hundred percent, uh, the highlight of the first set for me, uh, jam wise, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a longer one that we'll talk about in a minute, mm-hmm. but just what, what they did in that short segment, you know, they really just, they departed from that chugle, that groove that they get to in Elizabeth and just went into pure joy uh, for a few minutes. Yes. Ryan Molnar, Elizabeth has been having a great 2023. It's been, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. Yeah. Shout out to, shout out to not alone. That's a, it's a great point about those, uh, you know, about the, about those harmonies. They just, they're, they're so good uh, in, in this song. Like, you know, they generally are. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They're so right. good. Yeah. Um, and then we move on uh, with All I Need, Seekers, and So Ready uh, to you know close out the first set here. How are you feeling about these? Uh, I mean, All I Need was uh, great. Um, you know, it really yeah. went with this type two dark, uh, you know, weird jam, which was just awesome. Um, it was, uh, I think, kind of the, the moment the crowd really got fired up and really loud, um, you know, for the first time coming out of that kind of dark jam, kind of going into the, that bliss jam, just total eruption. And, it, and I was listening to audio again this morning. It doesn't really come out that way, but the crowd was just going nuts when they came out of that jam. Mm-hmm. So um, people are getting really rowdy at this point. So, and rightly so it was awesome. They, they went to some really cool places in that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't this know. is allegedly a Wisconsin band uh, after night, oh. after last night, you know, I, I've, I've been hearing rumors that that's the case. I don't, I don't know if anyone can confirm or deny these rumors, but pe- people were saying that Goose is a Wisconsin band. Yeah, I think it was their first time, or their first time in a bit. First time in Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee, yeah. Milwaukee, yeah, playing Milwaukee proper. And Peter made mention of that and uh, at the end of the show and said they'd be back for sure. So, um, you know, I'd love to see them show up at Summerfest some year. I, I went there for the first time in a while this year to see a Dave show. And it was, uh, it was awesome. I could see goose just having a, uh, a good time there. It'd be, it'd be fun mm-hmm. to come back to something like that. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that, that all I need was really, really cool. Um, you know, again, this was night five in a row. And I think we, we, a lot of people knew kind of what was coming evidenced by the nine way tie for a perfect fantasy <laughs> goose score last night, which is absolutely unprecedented. Uh, and I'll, I'll give, you know, specific shout outs about that at the end of the episode, because I want to shout out those people. Um, but you know, that we, we all had a pretty good idea going into the show, you know, what, what was going to be played. And so it's like, there's the, all I need, here's what we've been waiting for, uh, all weekend. Let's see what, you know, fall to or goose can do with this song. And yeah, there's some really amazing moments, uh, of dark jamming in this. And, and one thing I, I was talking to a friend of the pod, Brian Brinkman about it, uh, during the jam, it's like that last little dark section before they return to the main solo of the song. I felt like that was like, that was the coolest, the coolest jamming uh, in, you know, the, of, of that whole jam, the cool segment, I guess. Um, and we were saying like, you know, he had a good point. It's like, you know, we just got 45 seconds of that. 
we need like 12 minutes of that. <laughs> uh, and so I, I, I hope that, you know, we're kind of moving in that direction. We're working, you know, working towards getting some more extended dark sections because they are just sounding so good as a group right now in terms of yep. their improv, like Rick yep. and Peter especially are developing such an amazing, uh, you know, back and forth or not mm-hmm. even back and forth, just, just playing off of each other during a jam. Uh, which was really, really evidenced, uh, evidenced, which was really, really evident uh, in that jam. Sorry, I can't speak today. <laughs> uh, no, I think you're right. And I think that's kind of why that crowd just like really blew up when they when they cr- kind of transitioned out of that back into the, the you know, the, the start of the song. It was just yeah. that, uh, those last 45 seconds were just it's kind of a, this building, this dark building moment and just had this eruption moment. Um, but yeah, I, I'd take 12 minutes of that any day. <laughs> yeah, 100 percent. 100%. And then, uh, so we get, you know, Seekers uh, and so ready to close out the set. You know, we, we talk about Seekers a lot on this podcast. Uh, and we have said time and time again, Seekers is a late first set song. Uh, so thank you, Goose, uh, for putting this late in the first set. Uh, you know, good cool down after all I need. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, you know, I, I'm curious, the energy during part two given given the uh, earlier eruptions during during the jams was there a lot of excitement during seekers part two definitely and like you know i i, I was texting a friend at the show who wasn't sitting near me but it just part two just seemed like extra smooth for some reason yeah um and extra sexy and um I don't know if he agreed with me, but um, I, you know, as I listened to it again, there were definitely a lot of cat calls as that part started. People were excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, nice, nice release, especially on part two. Um, this is actually my first live seeker, so I was excited for it. Um, nice, excited for it. Um, so yeah, it's great. Yeah, I think I think that's just also part of how good the vintage vibe has been sounding. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know that this week, um, and w- w- you know with with the new variable voice control mod uh, that you know been talking about a lot. Um, but yeah, that thing sounds so good. And that's such a big part of the sound of Seekers part two. Yep. Uh, yep. So it was great. And then, you know, pretty, pretty standard. So ready to close the set, but Peter, I, I thought Peter absolutely crushed his guitar solo. Uh, totally. so ready. You know, sometimes I feel like they can kind of blend together a little bit, uh, be pretty similar from version to version. But last night was of the extra mustard variety for sure. For sure. I had a note for that too on that song. He he crushed that and then he got into the keys and they kind of got this kind of Latin beat, um, this really fast kind of Latin beat and um, just sounded great. Um, you know, uh, Ben and Jeff just were really driving that. Uh, Peter on the keys for that. Uh, the crowd was really into this one too. It was a great set mm. closer. Yeah, totally, totally locked in. Uh, as they tend to do. What was the vibe like for you at Separate? Did you uh, venture out uh, into the rest of the venue or did you kind of stay put and wait for second set? Um, yeah, we, we ventured out, uh, start to met our neighbors. You know, I think one of the things, this was like one of those really chill venues where basically even some of the GA, GA sections on the floor had seats. It was like a GA seated, which is kind of cool. So mm-hmm. um, I had a signed seat, but like, you know, it was kind of my, like my experience with the Ryman. It was just like, meet your, sit down, meet your neighbor, uh, get to know people. Uh, mm. it's, that's what's great about this fan base and this community. You just everybody seems so friendly. It's not like you're in a all GA standing where people are just kind of, you know, tired and for muscling for position. Right. All the time. Right. It's a very comfortable venue. Just, you know, like my experience at the Ryman earlier this year. So it's made for a nice chill set break and uh, got to meet some friendly people around us. 
Awesome. Did you have any predictions for set two or just general excitement for what was to come? Well, you know, I hadn't been following. I didn't realize that they were basically going, doing no repeats into their fifth show to start the tour. Um, so no, not really. I was just kind of like ready for anything. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was, I was more speculating, speculating if they were going to do any repeats from like the first night or anything like that. But um, yeah, I wasn't really expecting anything in, in particular in set two. Mm -hmm. Well, this was, a, I mean, pretty incredible way to start off this mist uh you know we we haven't had the the disco jam mist in a little while you know this is now we, we've had a string of unfinished mists uh for a while you know the the last few asbury park columbus uh warfield all kind of unfinished you know no jam uh to speak of um outside of you know the warfield one obviously went into dragonfly which was very exciting um but this one last night you know, they come out of the song, they hit right into the disco groove. First one in a little while with that, which is always so great. Uh, and again, you talked about Ben and Jeff earlier. It's just the, the whole rhythm section in this jam was just so, so locked in. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and what a groove. Plus, Getty. Uh, but talk to me about this miss, Todd. Yeah. Um, the disco groove kind of for like that first part of it. The first part of the jam was awesome. It definitely, you know, at one point... Um, my wife leaned over to me and she's like, this is definitely type two. And it was kind of like, I, I called it like kind of a Tetris. It had like a, this kind of Russian kind of Tetris vibe to nice. it. Yeah. But, you know, my wife was thinking more like, oh no, this sounds more kind of like a, you know, 5784 New Year jam for those that, you know, celebrated Rosh Hashanah this weekend. Shana uh, but yeah, Shana Tova. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was, uh, it was really cool. Um, I, I really thought the vintage vibe sounded great on this one, like tons of reverb on it. And again, yeah. I was kind of high up, so it was just really filling the room. Um, it sounded, you know, really good coming on that Leslie. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, are they going to finish the mist? And, and we, this is another thing that we talked about on the pod a lot, like, you know, unfinished mists are inexcusable. And, you know, we made an <laughs> exception, we made an exception for dragonfly. <laughs> uh in the spring and i think we have to make another exception for this segue into echo yes. because yeah. holy shit yeah. like that it just it was perfect the was way perfect. that the way that they crafted that the way that rick just brought the the riff in mm -hmm. uh you know we've had some segues into echo like this before uh the the lowell drive from taboose uh you know kind of kind of similar vibe to me i think this one was definitely a little cleaner um yeah. but just kind of out of like a propulsive jam they just kind of find the beginning of echo and it's just amazing. Yeah. It sounded like something that they had done a lot in the past or something that was like on an album that they were recreating it. Like to your point, it just sounded absolutely Practice. perfect. Yeah. Um, and I think the audience and myself kind of almost forgot about the unfinished part of this because of that. Um, you know, uh, so that was great. Um, mm -hmm. and yeah. Um, and, and Echo just picked up where Miss left off, like right, right into the jam. How are you feeling during that? Awesome, you know, rock and bliss jammed, kind of really propulsive, just to kind of get it going. Um, you know, again, this is another kind of Jeff and Ben one. I was really paying attention to Jeff. He had kind mm -hmm. of the, the shaker going on the sixteenth now, just that motoring, kind of that motoric, just you know, moving forward. Um, switches it up to tambourine, which keeps going with those sixteenth notes, and then. Uh, oh my God, Peter, you know, he comes in with this like stabbing, you know, 16 staccato piano um, that just, you know, starts in one place and just keeps building and building. And um, I, you know, I kept writing my notes were uh, my, as like, as the song was going on, my notes were just one up another one. I was just like, I can't believe how scorching this key part is. So um, probably the highlight jam of the night for me. Nice. Awesome. It was really good. And then, you know, they kept going. Some people are saying segue of the year there. 
um, some people. This is only also for anyone, other stats nerds like me, this is only the second ever unfinished Echo. Uh, there have been times where they have you know left it unfinished and then come back and finished it later in the set. Um, mm-hmm. This is the second time ever they have not finished Echo, the other one being 310-22 in Cleveland. Um, but they segued into uh, pretty, I, I, you know, I don't think anyone saw it coming until it started happening. Uh, but take on me making its second appearance of the year, uh, you know, after the huge bust out in, in Cleveland in March. Um, this was fun. You know, Cleveland, the Cleveland one had a little bit of a jam. But th- this to me was just missed echo take on me was just such an incredibly fluid segment of music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like just, o- just over half an hour of just like just dance grooves. Uh, they just like dug into so well. And so I, I thought it was great, you know, for the shtick, first of all, them playing take on me yeah. and it's actually, you know, they, they do a pretty good cover of it, but how are, how are you feeling? You know, ha- when you realized they were doing take on me, what, what, were, what was your reaction? Um, my reaction was, you know, to your point, only second time this year, I had to look, I, I didn't even know. I know that it, it was showed up on the, um, I think it's the Buffalo live um, yeah. album, but you know, I had to, I had to, <laughs> I'm you know, definitely a, a set list stats nerd. So I had to go back and see like, you know, how much of a bust out this was. Um, but you know, the, the mu- musically, the transition was all, like you said, going from Miss to Rose into take on me just, really flawless transitions, great profit intro. And when, when Peter jumped on the profit there and like, once he, once he started, once some of those notes started hitting, I was like, I was like, ah, oh, okay. I know, know, know what this is now. Um, exciting, you know, for the crowd, it is a big, big room, big crowd. I think it's something like four to 45, like 4,000 to 4,500 people in that room. So, you know, for the people that weren't, might've been their first goose show, you know, this really got everyone excited and, and people were um, excited to hear and got the crowd going. I, I think, this is like one of those, and it's kind of a coincidence. It's just another '80s cover, but this is kind of one of those vocal risk songs that I think um, Rick just absolutely nails. The other one that it reminded me of was "In Your Eyes" when they played that um, mm-hmm. app run, and it's just like you know a couple of things. I call it a vocal risk because it's it's a hard song to sing. There's some really high notes in the re- register, and the other the other part of it is just everybody knows this, right? Like it's one of those melodies that just everybody knows so well, and he just nailed it <laughs> just like he he did with that peter gabriel song so yeah one of those things that i really had to just give apl- applaud rick on because those are very tough songs to sing 100 percent, ladies and gentlemen live from the bathroom it's, it's me neil he made it i'm here we, we had a request nice for bathroom talk me, uh, we had we had a request for bathroom talk in the chat and so we're talking about the bathroom that neil is in right now <laughs> uh great Cool. Can we talk about me yes. take on me, which I think is what you were talking about? Yes, Neil, my pick head us in? up. Pick us up. Uh, you know, if you want to make some uh, brief points about the first set, but we're talking about missed echo take on me here. Right on. Well, first, what I w- do want to say is that Elizabeth last night was incredible. Yes, so good. Um, might find its way into my playlist. So, really, really cool, Elizabeth. I mean, there there are a couple Elizabeths out there. So have San Fran, Elizabeth, very good. Yeah. We got this, and I like them. I think there are some Elizabeth haters out there. They don't like the song, but it doesn't They're matter. lame. We're talking about the jams. Um, so, yeah, man, very, very big highlight in the first set. You get a lot of cool. Oh, they played Not Alone, too, which, like, I hope you guys talked about. Oh, we talked about it. It's we talked about the I... old guy who was yelling about it at, at Arabolo. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's too bad he couldn't make it today. I'd love yeah, to talk to that old guy um, about this show especially but yeah anyway 
I, I do like the idea, the the point you made, Todd, about the, the vocal risk songs. Yeah. And I, I think about that a lot when I think about the songs that they choose to sing. You know, jam bands in general are going to go out there and take a shot at In Your Eyes and do any good at all. It's going to sound terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that is a unique skill that, that Goose has. So they can go out there and do something like Take On Me. It was a little rough last night. There were some spots where I think, uh, you know, it didn't go the best, but like, Rick can do it, right? Like he can reach those super high registers. I mean, that is a, an incredible falsetto that you have to do in Take On mm-hmm. Me. Yeah. And I think, you know, they did great and it fit the vibe of the show, right? And I was talking to you about this earlier where like, I mean, this was a party. They were having fun on stage and watching a band have fun on stage is fun, right? You yeah. Know, execution aside about everything else, jams and, you know, songs or whatever, they were out there having a blast and you couldn't help but have a blast watching them do this set. And that take on me, I think, encapsulates that idea. They were like, we're throwing this in there right in the middle of Echo. Why not? Yeah. Like, they didn't go to outer space with Echo. Mm -hmm. I think it was like 12 and a half minutes or so. Yeah. And then right in the take on me. So killer. Absolutely killer. And the mist was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, It, like, confused me. I didn't know what was going on. I thought they had finished it. I was getting ready for bed last night. I didn't actually re-listen to the rest of the show until this morning. But uh, that was a... Weird kind of bonus jam on top of Mist, similar well, no, to they, the. They they do the disco jam every once in a while. I think that the slow build uh, is more frequent when the when they do a Mist jam, but the disco the disco pops up every once in a while. Yeah, but like it almost kind of dematerialized into nothing, and then came out of nowhere. It was almost like the song ended. This is like Rosewood the other night at Borderlands, where it was just like, is this over, or is this not over? And then you get. That little extra. You should go listen to the mist from 31022, Neil. Uh I anyway. I have listened to that mist, but in any case. Anyway, uh after, after take on me, uh, we get Bob Don, Doobie Song, and Tumble uh to close out the second set. Todd, how are you feeling about these? Uh, it's great. Bob Don, you know, I'm always I'm a huge Bob Don fan, so I was excited. I was actually out uh in the hallway grabbing a drink when I heard the 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 riff come in, so I had to run back in for that. Um <laughs> But uh, it was great. This is just one of those. Um, I don't think it. I'm not sure if you guys talk about this as a good, as a big, you know, two guitar song. But just like that, that bridge at the end where Peter starts playing those power chords. Like, oh, it's so that. good. Yeah, I just love that. Especially in the. I kept going back to the big room. You know, it just sounded so good when he's just like, just you know, digging into those power chords and just yeah, it just sounded really good uh, where I was sitting in a big, big tall space. Yeah, I, I love I love Peter's tone uh, on that song. It's just the, that thick, meaty guitar, mm-hmm. and they teased us with the width. They they teased yeah. us with it. I I I like tweeted the width. I know because they were doing it, and then they <laughs> yeah. and they abandoned it. Uh, and so you know, we're still waiting. Shout out to Ken. Well, I could see how you were expecting a width in the show. There were a lot of things that were out of the ordinary. Well, and, and Rick in started show. playing the outro. Right. Like for like a whole 30 seconds and then nobody else started doing it. So he, he abandoned it sadly. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to stop the song and take a swig off your 40 ounce of Miller High Life. It's just a thing you got to do. Yeah. Were you, were you drinking High Life last night, Todd? I was definitely drinking High Life. You know, I, I wasn't at first. I was drinking some local micros that I wanted to try. And then I, I have to say, I saw Jeff with the uh, 40 High Life and it inspired me. Like, you know what? I'm here in Milwaukee. Gotta, Go for it. <laughs> I got to do it. Yeah. So I definitely had a, a couple uh, High Lifes. <laughs> Amazing. Champagne of beers. 
Um, yeah, and then and then Doobie Song. Uh, you know, this was uh, another longer gap for this one. Uh, yes, the champagne of beers. Thank you, Anna. Uh, another longer gap for this song. You know, there were there were two uh, 35-ish show gaps uh, for this song last year. Uh, and then, you know, we got a couple of plays in the spring. Um, and then it was another 32 shows uh, or, or 31 if you're Neil. Um, but the last one was in Bozeman uh, on April 19th. But th this was a good uh, cool down for this slot, you know, in between Bob, Don and Tumble. I felt Neil and I, uh, you and I talked about this earlier a little bit, but this is this is the slot for a doobie. Uh, you know, they need they needed to offset the the forty a little bit, uh, so you know, <laughs> supplement or maybe yeah, uh, Jeff, you know, really really partook. I mean, he he took it to he the was next doing level, it all last night. Yeah. I mean, he's been doing it all touring, and he's really out there living his best life right now. And it's a fantastic thing. And he referred to that later on Twitter as the doobie of the year. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Um, sorry, wait, before we continue with the doobie, uh, just uh, Lucas had a question. Uh, could someone explain to me what the with thing is? I've heard it a few times, but no idea what it means. Uh, go check out uh, 11, 17, 21, 12, 30, 21, 11, 7, 22, I believe. Uh, and you'll hear they, they do this nice little outro jam over the chorus chords uh, and that is what we refer to as bob don with uh yeah, todd so, doobie song sorry neil uh, I, I cut you off what were we well i was there? gonna i was gonna pile onto the the bob don with thing which is bob don on its own is such a wonderful song but then you get the with it's just better <laughs> and it's you inexplicably know, the you know you got the tumblay last night right um uh, no you didn't no, get the didn't. did you no you didn't sorry um neil. I was thinking about like another conversation. Uh, <laughs> my bad. Uh, but you get the Bob done with, I was thinking of Not Alone. I was thinking of rare things. So Not Alone has is just a few plays at this point, and it's proven to be a very rare song. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then you know, you just thought you were getting that Bob done with. It would have been great. And uh, it's just such a beautiful addition to Bob Don. Where is it? They should play it more. It come back. Yeah, we just have to say that on the podcast. They've been done it since the cap. We, we've been talking about this, I think, every yeah. time they've played Bob Don. But anyway, Todd, Doobie Song. Um, I think to Danielle's point, it was a party last night, right? And this just got the party going. <laughs> it was a nice uh, supplement to the 40s. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was great. Um, it was fun. I, I don't really have a, a ton of notes on it other than it was a good time. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, uh, there's there's not much you can go in depth on with yeah. Doobie song. You can say that Doobie was played, a yeah. Doobie was had. There was a Doobie had in Doobie, yeah. and then, like, that's, that's it. That's all you got. Mm -hmm. And then... Finally, uh, we got the song that I think gave pretty much everybody their perfect score who got a perfect score last night, uh, Tumble. Um, you know, uh, yeah, yes, Neil, we'll get there and we will name your name uh, okay. when we talk about that. Go, <laughs> that um, but yeah, Tumble, great way to close out the second set. You know, this was, again, one of those songs. We were on night five, end of the second set. No Tumble yet, so we knew, we knew it was coming. Um, but th this was a, you know, very, very fiery tumble reminded me of, of the Ryman one in that it was around 20 minutes long. It was very, very energetic. Didn't go anywhere too adventurous in terms of the improv, but it was just a lot uh, of fun. Todd, how did you feel about the second set closing? Tumble? Yeah, same. I was, I was actually at the Ryman for that tumble and it was the same thing. It wasn't like, well, I didn't explore a lot of areas or cover a lot of surface area. It, you know, just kept plateauing these, you know, um, hit these plateaus these really bliss plateaus it was energetic um it was great trevor's bass for whatever reason stuck out to me on the song it sounded awesome on the song um he was doing a lot of great work on this song um so 
um yeah check that out it was mm-hmm. uh, it, it was a great way to end the end the set and two guitar goose peter stuck to guitar for the the whole jam uh which is like very rare nowadays you know go back a couple years and it was rare to see a tumble where he would hit the keys uh but now it's rare that any jam he lasts more than a few minutes uh on guitar so this was exciting to see the tone was sounding amazing uh, it was pointed out that he uh is not playing his sir custom guitar um i and I, I forgot to go back and check some earlier shows in the tour uh, but last night he was playing a fender strat um Looked fit like a, a similar uh, pickup modification. So I'm curious, you know, what's going on there? Neil, tumble. Uh, I don't really have much to add. Until I have a, a car going off behind me. So if you can hear that, I apologize. Very faint. Uh, very faint. Okay, good. So, yeah, I mean, nothing super remarkable about this tumble. And I think the quality of jams in the show, if you're looking for like jams, you're going to the first set for this one. This tumble was good though. You know, you're closing out the set. You yeah. had to pick it back up after, you know, your Bob Don and your Doobie. And it was a decent way to close out the show. <laughs> My car is not being stolen, but I do live in the city. So I'm close enough to plenty of cars. To be stolen, so. uh, well, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, great, great way to close the set. I think though, you know, to your point, yeah, the improv, Maybe like the the all I need was probably the deepest improv of the night. Uh, Elizabeth is my favorite, um, but the second set was just so... <laughs> sorry. Neil, Neil, do you park in the shower? We, we I, I do not park in the shower. I work in the shower. <laughs> sorry, I park outside. I gotta stay. We gotta stay focused on talking about this show. Yeah. The, the, it's a good day for the chat. Um, <laughs> shout out a lot of chat time. today. It's yeah, a, like shout always appreciate the, the chat. You gotta acknowledge the chat. Thank you guys yeah. for being here. Um, but yeah, th- this show just flowed so well. Uh, and I think, you know, I haven't really kind of taken a minute to think about it yet, but I think this is going to end up in my top 10 shows of the year uh, so far. I just, I, I think it's a really, really well-crafted show, both both in flow. You know, you talked about the party energy. Um, the band was there. You know, Todd, you kept talking about how the crowd was really bringing it uh, at different times throughout the show. Um, and this encore, you know, you could tell, again, they were having so much fun, uh, you know, some nice mid-song chug. Uh, from Rick, uh, <laughs> but another another loose ends uh, this year, which is now the fourth loose ends of 2023, uh, surpassing 2022 and 2019 as the as the most plays in a single calendar year uh, for this song. Todd, how are you feeling during the encore here? Nice little white lights sandwich. Yeah, white lights. Um, didn't didn't realize it was a sandwich. I think loose ends. I hadn't followed that this was the fourth time it was played, so uh, that's fine now. But at the time, I was like, "Oh, this is the the, the famous loose ends that, <laughs> that they keep teasing." <laughs> um, yeah, so the first time I got to hear that, and then it was cool that they went back into white lights. Um, you know, the uh, the forty drinking was also. I mean, yeah, it was a party, right? It was happening in the middle yes. of it. So and I think someone on Twitter today was. Uh, worried that Jeff was drinking a warm um, high life and he refuted that and said it was cold. Don't worry about it. But yeah, that was great. It was fun. It was a fun mm-hmm. encore. It's also, it's rock uh, and roll, man. Yeah. It's, it's also, like, I, yeah. I'd like to note that this is the fourth time that uh, Loose Ends has been played uh, with White Lights. Sorry. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it just fits in nicely with the song, right? Like yeah. it's, it's not a long journey to get your from White Lights to Loose Ends. And, no, uh, it's not. It, it's, it, so, it fits. Uh, yeah, shout out, to, shout out to Anna who called the loose ends like a solid couple of minutes before it happened. Nice. I think. See, you got to be on that. Well, you, you know, they're always dropping hints to the loose ends. But it's true. 
security. That's a gift, right? We talk about this all the time. When you're thinking about like what makes a show really cool and fun for folks, you get something that's, you know, it can be a chase. There are people who've seen, you know, 70 some odd goose shows seeing a loose ends. I'm thinking of Noah who was chasing it for a while and then finally got his loose ends and, you know. It's currently my most common not seen. Oh, you haven't seen one? I have not. My most oh, common yeah. not seen original. Sorry, there, there are a bunch of covers ahead of it, obviously. But in terms of Goose Originals, it's like that and The Labyrinth <laughs> that I haven't yeah. seen. So, yeah. yeah. So let me say this about last <laughs> night. Uh, I, I agree with your top 10 kind of rating. I think it lives in that neighborhood. I think there is something special about this show. Mm-hmm. I think you can talk about, like, are there top tier jams in the show? Nope, there are not. But it has a couple kind of rare things in it. It has just an energy to it that I really, really enjoy. You know, our part of the pod, Brian Brinkman, really loves the Athens show from this year for that same kind of reason. You like just feel good when you listen to this show. You're just, you're there, you're partying with everybody. Mm-hmm. And you know, on the couch last night, I felt like I was at the show. I mean, everybody was just having a blast. And that is really cool. When you think about a band that is continually growing far outside of the bar band persona, right? Yeah. The, the, the venues demand that, you know, the, or the, the fans demand that they, they're playing 5,000 seat venues in Milwaukee of all play. I mean, like, that's crazy, right? On a Sunday night, you know, they were talking about Sunday that. Night, you know, like, you know, Peter called that uh, out. Like, Thank you guys for selling out this place on a Sunday night and mm-hmm. how rockers it was. So, yeah. And so, like, when a band is rapidly expanding like that, it's really, really difficult to, I think, keep that intimacy of just having the party of like playing a bar in Covington, Kentucky. You know what right. I mean? And like, you know, I think you think way back to like Fish when they had like the secret language thing and that was their way of like drawing in larger audiences to like make them feel like they're part of the thing. Like Gooses is doing a similar thing by just going out there and having a blast. Jeff's right. drinking it's a their 40 own thing. Like, exactly. It's their and, own thing. And everybody else drinking Miller High Life in the crowd. It's like, he's just like me. I'm <laughs> yes, also drinking party. Miller High Life. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I don't know, it's just the vibe was extraordinary last night and I really, really do enjoy the show. So I'm with you. It's this is this is a very very good goose show. Yeah, and I have yet to hear somebody say I was at that show last night and it was terrible. Yeah, so hey, oh, find me that. Shout out to uh, Wisconsin's batting average for goose shows this year, um, because yeah. that's yeah. two really excellent shows that are both in the top ten. Yeah, they played a terrible pair out there in twenty twenty one too. Okay, Mister. I was at Eau Claire. Man. <laughs> was this is a Wisconsin band. We established this uh, earlier in the episode. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, before we before we get to the fantasy, I also you know we we have an audience here today, and I think we should give Todd credit for something else he's done outside of going to this show last night. Which, if you've been on a United flight and you've watched Radio City on said United flight, tell Todd thank you. <laughs> thank you, oh, Todd. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, no, <laughs> I appreciate Todd. that. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I, uh, I work for a company called Dakota Collection, and we are featuring some Goose shows. And I was fortunate enough to talk my boss into making a connection with uh, Goose's management, and, and we're thrilled to have them on our platform. So, again, we're called Dakota Collection. We are a streaming uh, movie channel. Um, our primary distribution points are on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can find us. And then, uh, as Ryan said, United Airlines, we have our own kind of 
sub-channel on um, all the United Airlines seatback and, and, and streaming entertainment on their app. So um, right now, yeah, uh, in August we launched, uh, well, yeah, we put night two of uh, Radio City Music Hall um, for obvious reasons up on United um, back in June. And then um, in August we launched the entire cap run. So we have all five nights of the cap run and then Shanigan's Nightclub, the movie, um, so if you haven't seen that, go to the Coda Collection and check it out. Um, and I'm sure uh, there'll be some conversation with Ryan on that at some point in the future. Uh, Ryan wrote some great editorial for us, too, on the cap run. So check that out. CodaCollection.co. Uh, but yeah, it's five bucks a month. We have, you know, for this, uh, for kind of more of the immediate circle of the jam world, we have Fish, Umphreys, uh, Grateful Dead, some late 80s, early 90s dead stuff, Dead & Co., Billy Strings, DNB, My Morning Jacket, Allman Brothers, all everything you all could possibly want. Yes. Everything. Exactly. Um, there's a Trey Ghost of the Forest show from the, his run during the pandemic. Um, yeah, Beacon. Um, awesome for the you know the the dad the dead rock lovers like myself, the aging uh, jam fans. We got Pearl Jam, Foo Fighters, Jane's Addiction, Red Hot Chili Peppers, a bunch of '90s stuff. And then you know we were actually founded. Part of our founders are from um the uh you know the uh guys that run actually hendrix llc um lennon uh, john lennon yoko ono um so they're part of our founding team so we have uh, a lot of stuff from them the rolling stones the who Rita franklin so everyone that basically um influenced uh the music that we love here and talk about here so there we go yeah amazing thank Appreciate you Todd. That. thanks for the plug yeah, yeah well and thank now... you todd oh, for yeah. For providing live goose for those of us who are flying <laughs> yeah. across the country to go see goose. Um, and hey, the cap run. I mean, come favorite. on. I mean, I, that's probably my most listened to run of shows like ever. I, like I listen, I got ever. I got in the car this morning to drive home from the festival. I hit shuffle and the cap all I need came up. And so Just I was like, oh, eight. I'll listen to that again. Just crush three eight all day, every day. Yeah, every every single day. Well, anyway, every single day. Yeah. It is now time for the moment that Neil has been waiting for. <laughs> yes, specifically Neil. This is why he's here today. Um, you know, we had a pretty legendary night in Fantasy Goose last night. Uh, this this is absolutely unprecedented. Uh, you know, I think there's only been a handful of perfect scores in the history of the game. Um, and last night, nine people got 36 points in Fantasy Goose. Nine people hit all eight of their picks going to shout out their names right now. We've got Supervan25, CL2018, DG, Snow Ready, Shy Hendricks. Oh, there's no I in there. Matt Taylor, Corey Manicone, uh, and Matt for Math. Uh, and that's everyone who got perfect. Uh, and, of course, I come in dead last on that list, which is great. <laughs> uh, You're the you up, like, I, I am, for some reason... The last one on the list, but it, hey, yep, but Neil, I'm sure you have, time. I'm sure you have the highest lifetime score about of, of any of those people. So, yeah, for me, you know, it's just like fantasy goose accolades; they just keep coming, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen again. Ryan Legvold chimes in. He got seven of eight last night and didn't even crack the top fifty. This was, you know, night five in a row. We, uh, as I as said earlier, a lot of people kind of knew they were going no repeats at this point, uh, and a lot of songs that were coming. Um, I think. You know, if they'd done if they'd done turn clouds in the encore instead of white lights, I think we may have had like eighteen people tied for first. Um, but it, it it was a crazy night, and I'm I'm curious to see you know how the rest of the tour kind of starts to shake out. And you know, we may be five shows in, but 
there is never a better time to start playing Fantasy Goose than right now. Join in. Get involved. You can still very well catch up to a lot of people because, as we know, some people like to choke late in the tour. Yeah, I mean, Ryan, you know, you're usually in the back and then you just fall out pretty much every time. I'm but, I'm talking about you. I, I'm pretty I consistently like top five to ten. I've never won. It's a fun you, game. I think you're the actually, king you know, of winning the first yeah. half of tour and then blowing it. Yeah, and then just blowing it. But, you know, the interesting thing about last night is in the context of Fantasy Goose and so many people knowing what they were going to play, we yeah. all knew that the, at least five of those songs were going to get played. Right. Like Mist was a lock. Tumble was a lock. All I need was a lock. Um, Elizabeth. Didn't matter. Like that, that show did not feel formulaic at all. It didn't mm-hmm. feel predictable. It felt actually unpredictable at points. There were things, hard right turns where you were just like, what is even going on right now? And, you know, cool show, man. It's exciting stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that brings us to the end of five nights in a row. Uh, and five day after shows in a row. Uh, so, Neil, high five to us. We did it. Dude, it's a grind. Uh, we've got like but 30 I love more it. for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, and we will be back. Uh, you know, Goose, Goose taking a couple days off. Uh, I, I believe Jeff tweeted that they're, they're in Omaha, Nebraska today. Um, and so they will be somewhere else further west tomorrow. Uh, and then they uh, are in Salt Lake City on Wednesday night. Uh, at the, I believe it's the, like the Red Butte Garden Amphitheater or something like that. Um, so, you know, we are, we're moving west. The webcasts are getting later, uh, but we will still be here at 3.30 p.m. Eastern uh, for the rest of tour, you know, as uh, we move into another five nights in a row starting Friday, um, which will be rigorous and involves staying up until 3 o'clock in the morning, and I can't wait. <laughs> uh, well, it's been it's been a great first Five nights of tour. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in every day to this podcast. Todd, thank you so much again for joining us for today's pod. It has been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, and we'll we'll get you on again next time for sure. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, Have a great week, and we will see you on Thursday afternoon. Peace. Hey, music fans. We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.